0: Welcome to Stories from 400 Feet, the podcast that gives you the inside story on what is happening in the drone industry, from the everyday to the not-so-everyday events that define this industry and push it forward. If a drone flies, we'll be there. Hi, I'm Danielle Gagné. Chief Storyteller for Velatus Aerospace. And today I am joined by Divi Srivastava, and he's the founder and CEO of Paladin. Can you tell us how you got started?
1: Yeah. So, Paladin deploys autonomous drones to 911 calls. We've built a full stack autonomous drone platform, hardware, software, training, everything to give first responders an aerial view of an emergency before they arrive on scene. And the story for Paladin started in 2016. I had finished high school and unfortunately my friend's house burnt down and I grew up in this really tight-knit Indian immigrant community in Lewis Center, Ohio. That fire had a massive impact on me and everybody I knew. So I started talking to my local fire chief, Chief Noble, just to understand, hey, what happens, right? Like, is there anything I can do to help just to understand? And he told me that a fire doubles in size every 30 seconds. And then casually he said, by the way, first responders never have enough information when they arrive on scene. I didn't really believe him because I, when I need information, I have it on my phone, right? And I didn't know anything about this industry. I'm not a firefighter. I'm not a police officer. Um, But... As I went to college, so I went to Berkeley right after there and that conversation just kept playing back in my head and I talked to more and more firefighters and they basically explained to me that when someone calls 911, they're already panicked. All they see, for example, is a massive fire that might kill them. They can't tell the first responders that, hey, this is a two-story, two-alarm fire. We have vegetation nearby. There's a vehicle already on fire wind conditions are 20 miles um, southeast and there's a suburban area it might spread faster it's no one's fault they're just not trained that way but without that information first responders arrive on scene blind and all that while that fire is still raging that person who's missing is still missing i just didn't sit right with me and after you hear it from 50 different firefighters and they say the exact same thing and they say you know we do not have situational awareness. I thought maybe there's something I could do to help. And this idea came about, well, if there's no information available, what if there was, what type of information would you want? And this, uh, captain, I was going to Berkeley. He, his station was on top of a, a hill and a lot of times he would have turned over cars. And he was just telling me like, Hey, you know, when this happens, one, I don't know where the car is, we have to go find it. And of course we will. That's what we're trained for. This is what we do. But it also is just so much danger. And if I had a live view of exactly what was happening before I got there, maybe I could make better informed decisions. Maybe I could keep everybody safer. So I just tried to build something that did exactly that. And the idea is every single time there's a 911 call, someone needs help, there's an emergency. We send our drones out first. They arrive on scene in 90 seconds or less on average. And that video feed from that camera that's assessing the fire, that's assessing the fire alarm, commercial alarm, car accident, whatever emergency might be going on, is being sent back to the first responders. And now they can use this information real time as they're arriving to start planning, to start seeing there are these many people, you know, we need to maybe approach from the north end instead of the south. Again, we are here to build a tool that they can use to help save lives.
0: That's a really powerful story, and what's really inspiring about that is that you didn't let it rest, and that you took a really thoughtful approach to it. You asked the people who needed the help how to do it, and then you built something for them. It's a perfect example of building a solution to a real-world problem.
1: Yeah, and I was, you know, I've been super fortunate to have people helping me, because in 2018... I was spending 12 to 16 hours a day at a fire station uh, in the Bay Area because these guys were just kind enough to let me ride along. So I started learning this is what happens on the ground level, on the boots level. This is is all the chaos that's happening. This is the training that they go through to deal with that chaos. And that at least helped me better understand that if I'm going to build something to help them, it needs to work. It needs to be so simple that If something happens and they're not paying attention, that's okay. They've got so many things to deal with. This needs to be a tool that can be a force multiplier for them. And since then we've through all of those feedback through working closely and just trying to see what works and what doesn't work. We have responded to over 1900 emergencies. Uh, We're live in uh, several cities now, spinning up um, more and more programs across the country and we're very excited to be working with these departments who are trusting us to build something as this tiny company that might change their daily operations. And that's it's such an honor to be doing and working on something like that.
0: It's incredible. And I'm inspired by your story and by what you're doing. And I hope everyone Listening to this podcast supports what you do and it continues to grow. Drone as a first responder is such an important initiative, especially for those firefighters who have no idea. You're right. I never even thought about how panicked somebody might be when they're never. in that situation. They're not giving any information. They're in danger. Yeah. So is there anything else you'd like to share with our listeners before we, we end this short podcast?
1: Yeah, sure. So Paladin has been... Around since 2018, we spent the last three and a half years making sure we have our technology ready, and more importantly, making sure we understand how this will work operationally. What does the regulatory landscape look like? How do we actually make this happen in a safe way and in a scalable way? And we've been fortunate to be working closely with these departments where we're now we're operational, not in just one cities, so but we're spinning up uh, five large pilots right now. Um, one of which is going to be the largest drone program of its kind in the country. And we're very excited to see how this technology is going to help their daily operations and save lives. Beyond that, we're again fortunate to be getting waivers from the uh, FAA for these departments to do these operations. Everything is by the books. And this is because, again, we spent all that time making sure we understood these are the fail-safes we need to have. These are the operational airspaces we're looking at. And I think it's just, it's starting to work, and we're excited about what that's going to look like.
0: Well, you've definitely put in the hard work, and that makes up all the difference. Thank you so much for all that you're doing and for being such an inspiring person in this industry. It's been an honor speaking with you today. Yeah,
1: likewise. Thank you so much. If there are any listeners who'd like to learn more, we'd be happy to tell you more about our system. We build our own drones built in the U.S., we have our full software system, again, built here by us. If you think this is something that might be good for a department or a city, I'd love to talk.
0: And how can they contact you?
1: Well, you can email me directly. My email is divy uh, D-I-V-Y, at paladindrones.io. You can go to our website and we can reach out there.
0: Fantastic. Thank you again. Thank you so
1: much.